It's getting cooler in the United States as President Trump drops the deep freeze on immigration. Kim Jong-un might need to ease up on eating bats and maybe go for a run. And I don't mean a run on his horse. Maybe he needs to get out and actually run if he's still alive. And oil has, if oil now is cheaper than toilet paper. And this is the perfect time for AOC to screw up and spread her propaganda. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey! So I know I, I haven't been around, and uh, and it, I've been busy. I've been working and everything else. I didn't feel like actually doing this whole thing. But I got a feeling I'm going to be doing a lot more podcasting in the near future. And, uh, and there's just a ton of news. I really, this was not the time to skip podcasting. I'm also going to add a new YouTube video stream. Now I, you remember, I may have mentioned that I was going to do a, uh, Periscope broadcast. I don't like it. I hate it. Not going to do it anymore, but I figure what we could do instead of doing hour long YouTube videos, which is what I was trying to do before. I was trying to make my podcast into a um, into a video cast. It just doesn't work. It's really hard to work with. So I'm not going to do that. And I might. I don't know. We'll see. So, hey, let's get to work here. And there's a lot of news. And some news I'm not going to cover uh, from this week, only because I want to wait. Uh, so... Here it is. Um, What's the big deal? So President Trump said, quote, As we all know, millions of Americans sacrificed their jobs in order to battle the virus and save the lives of our citizens. We have a solemn duty to ensure that these unemployed Americans regain their jobs and their livelihood in order to protect American workers. I will be assuming a temporary suspension of immigration into the United States. By pausing immigration, we'll help put unemployed Americans first in line for jobs as America reopens. It would be wrong and unjust for Americans laid off by the virus to be replaced with new immigrant labor flown in from abroad. We must first take care of the American worker. Okay, great. Big deal. I, 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 this is the thing. Big deal. So President Trump is suspend. Basically, for 60 days, President Trump is suspending legal immigration. Exceptions include necessary jobs such as health care. Um, farmers are going to be able to still keep coming over here. There's some family. So basically, if you're a doctor from India, you're going to be able to come in. If you are a worker who works on a farm and you come into this country, you're still going to be able to do that. If And if you have family here, and it's going to be more of a case-by-case case, uh, case case basis, you're still going to be allowed in. But it's going to be suspension of everything else. Okay? That kind of makes sense. Uh, later, President Trump tweeted, quote, In the light of the attack of the invisible enemy that's COVID-19, as well as the need to protect jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order 
to temporarily suspend immigration to the United States. And when he says temporarily suspend, he's talking 60 days. He's not talking this is a permanent thing, which, by the way, most people think it should be a permanent thing. But he's not talking about it being a permanent thing. Of course, the media is making something, and there goes my phone, sorry. Uh, The media is making something that is uncontroversial into a big deal, a big controversy. That's what they do. Quote, since the outbreak, the White House has been using the virus. I think this is actually from NBC News. Since the outbreak, the White House has been using the virus to justify increased restrictions on immigration. They've basically been working up to this. A move like this, though, would be absolutely unprecedented. Uh, Unlike the virus, I thought this virus was pretty unprecedented. Anyway, I digress. And would essentially shut down the legal immigration system. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's shutting down all immigration. Illegal immigration, legal immigration. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And that's the point of shutting down legal immigration is to shut down legal immigration so they don't, those with coronavirus don't walk in. He shut down travel between China and the United States. Was this a big shock? Anyway, I, I digress. And one thing that's certain, this is definitely going to be challenged in court. Opponents are calling this xenophobic. Okay, it was ABC News, I'm sorry, and that was Cecilia Vega. Um, really? Xenophobic. And that's just her. I Trust me, it's been all over the media. They're flipping out. He doesn't want people of color in this country. No, it has nothing to do with that. He was never stopping anybody from coming into this country. Every other country is actually already doing this. Heck, Florida doesn't want people from New York. Double heck, Michigan doesn't want people traveling from one home in Michigan to another home in Michigan. Trump's big selling point was illegal immigration. He was not one of these guys that said, well, legal immigration, yeah, we should ban that. Here's the thing. It's not we should ban legal immigration. We should definitely lower it. Legal immigration right now is a minimum of 2 million people per year, plus their families. We need to sit there and kind of put a hold on that. Let's slow immigration down a little bit. This country is getting huge. And it's not like these people that come into this country are integrating into this country. They're not. They're coming in. They're speaking their own language. They won't learn English. My grandfather was an immigrant. My father was an immigrant. My grandfather was, uh, my grandmother was uh, from Hungary. My grandfather was from Austria. My dad, or Germany. My dad was from Austria. They did not speak any English. Guess what they did when they walked into this country? They learned English. You don't have that anymore. There's no integration into American way of life. I think we need to stop immigration. I think we need to at least slow it down. Two million a year seems really high, especially when you take into account that 
family members can join them if they get green cards and they come over. I, I got a problem with this. Slow it down. And that nation of immigrants thing, this is a nation of immigrants, which is what the left always brings up. Hey, newsflash, I'm not an immigrant. I am an American citizen. I was born here, period. End of story. I could be president if I wanted the job and could win an election. But the reality is um, it's not a nation of immigrants. My girlfriend, who is not an American citizen, is also not an immigrant. She's not an immigrant because she's been in this country since she was like two years old. She is, as far as I'm concerned, an American. You send her to Mexico, she's not going to know what the hell to do. She's going to be miserable, which is why I keep telling her, get your freaking citizenship. She won't do it. So it, it, it's stupid to sit back. And this is the same thing. It, the left always does the same crap. It's always xenophobic. Racist, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I'm so tired. I remember a time when I, I was walking. This is a story. This is a true story. I was walking down the street and I called my Asian partner. Uh, partner, partner, I worked with him. He wasn't a partner partner. Stop. Um, but I, I called my Asian partner an Oriental. And he sat back and he told me, you know something, I'm not Oriental, rugs are Oriental, I'm Asian. And I said, that was kind of racist. He goes, no, that wasn't racist, that was kind of prejudice. Racist would be if you called me uh, a, a really bad word, and he gave me like five or six words. At the time, I felt really bad, and I felt I was being a racist because I didn't I didn't use the term Oriental versus Asian and things like that. I didn't understand it. And he understood that. He didn't call me a racist. I thought I was being a racist. Back then, and this was in the 90s, racism was something that you really worried about. Right? I really worried about being called a racist. I got very upset when black people called me a racist not knowing that they were calling me a racist because they didn't like white people. Didn't happen very often, but it did. Racist was a term that was a bad term. And if you were called a racist, this was a bad thing. But today, we we throw that word around. Xenophobic. I, I, xenophobe? Really? That's a pretty extreme freaking word to use. A xenophobe is a clinical condition. It's like being afraid, being an arachnophobe. You're afraid of spiders so bad. It's actually a clinical thing. Donald Trump's not a xenophobe. I'm not a xenophobe. I don't want immigra illegal immigration in the country. I don't want illegal immigration in the country. I think we should really tone down the legal immigration in this country. And I don't mean that, you know, if my buddy David is in the country and he wants his family to come in from Mexico, I have no problem with that. That's what legal immigration is for. But we keep inviting people into this country and then they invite their family. I think there are exceptions, definitely exceptions. The Becerra program. I, I like the Becerra program. I thought 
that it's a good thing people come up from Mexico and, and work in the fields and make money and then go back to Mexico basically rich because the dollar is so much more uh, valuable. I did not have a problem with any of that garbage. That's legal immigration. There are certain things with legal immigration. No, I do not think we should accept people just because. You know, it, it, here's the thing. Um, uh, that what Ilhan Omar. I Ilhan Omar, the worst human being in the world. She is a terrible human being. Okay, Ilhan Omar. Should she be in this country? The answer is yes. Ilhan, she may be an immoral piece of garbage. Okay, I mean, this woman is a terrible human being. She hates the United States. She hates our way of life. She hates Jews. She hates Christians. She hates everybody. She was married to her brother and then married to another guy and then had an affair with another guy. She's a terrible human being. Completely immoral. No one talks about this crap, right? But should she be have been allowed in this country? Yes, because she would. Her family was declaring asylum, and yeah. I mean, she's from Ethiopia. I think it's Ethiopia. It's either Ethiopia or Kenya or whatever. I she was from Ethiopia, and then she walked into Kenya, and she was at a uh, a camp in Kenya, and the United States said, "Hey, come on in." You people are definitely set up for um, asylum. And I don't have a problem with her. I think she's a horrid human being, but I do not think she should not have been kicked out. I think that's good. But I also think that level of immigration, the United States is not the savior of the world. I, that's got to that's end. We're not here to be saving the world. And... Okay, you know what? If they're having issues in Ethiopia, well, then the surrounding countries should probably help that situation. So that's what I have to say for that. So, but I, I know I've already spent 15 minutes on this whole thing. I do want to keep to 30 minutes, no matter what. But I got to tell you, good riddance to bad trash, because this is a great news story. Kim Jong-un is supposedly in critical condition after he had heart surgery or something. There is, this was reported on Wednesday. There's still not a lot of information about this whole thing. So no one's really sure. So they asked Trump about it. And he said this, quote, well, these are reports that came out of, out, and we don't know. We don't know. I've had a very good relationship with him. I can only say this. I wish him well. Because if he is in the kind of condition that the report says, that the news is saying that's a very serious condition. But I wish him well. We've had a good relationship. I've said it. I've said it many times. If somebody else were in this position, we would have been right now at war with North Korea. And we are not at war. We are nowhere close to war with North Korea. I just have one, I just have to say 
to Kim Jong-un. I wish him well, and I wish him good luck. They came out with a very serious medical reports. Okay, so here's the thing. There are a couple things, and I didn't read this part because I just thought it was kind of stupid, and I don't see the point discussing it. Because President Trump says shit. I'm sorry. President Trump says stuff, and you just got to really just ignore it. And one of the things he had said was, this report actually came from CNN. And CNN said, oh, nobody else reported this. Nothing out of North Korea, nothing. I got news to you. How did CNN come up with that information? That Kim, Kim Jong-un may be in serious, grave, critical condition. Where did they come up with that? That North Korea is about as closed off as any country in the world. So the question has to be, when you hear from CNN, is it CNN that actually got something or is it CNN that's basically trying to get President Trump to say something controversial? We, we don't know. But here's the thing. I, I personally think something's going on with Kim Jong-un. Uh, and the reason is because he missed his grandfather's Kim Jong. Is it ill? I soon. I don't know what the frick. They, they're all the same to me. But it, Kim Jong-un missed his grandfather's birthday celebration. And he hasn't been heard from since. Um, could he be dead? The United States is already looking at the possibility of people who are going to replace him. So this is something serious. They're actually looking at this. By the way, I, I'm sorry, all the same to me. I didn't mean that Asians all look the same. I mean, I can't. Kim Jong, blah, blah, blah. I, I, that's what I meant. I did not do anything racist. Sorry, I apologize. Anyway, I don't know if I even should be apologizing. I can't, I can't remember the line of the Kim Jongs. So it, it, I apologize. Anyway, so, but here's the thing. Kim Jong-un has been in crappy physical condition forever. And he's already disappeared once before. Now, twice before. So this is what I think. He could be dead. And then who's going to be next in line? Probably his sister. Which the news media freaking bowed down to and loved. They loved Kim Jong-un's sister. Even though she's going to end up being the same murdering sociopath that Kim Jong-un is. But anyway, I digress. So, is it possible he's dead? Yeah, I'm thinking it's, I think there's a good chance. Because we're not going to hear about it. They definitely are not going to tell their people about it. Because Kim Jong-un is seen as a god. The guy dies at 32? This is a bad thing for them. No gods die at 32. Well, Jesus died at 33, but Jesus rose. Kim Jong-un is not going to rise. But here's the thing. Who gives a damn? I really couldn't care less. I hope he's dead. I hope he suffered. 
This is a guy who poisoned his own brother in a South Korea, in a Japanese airport or South Korean airport. This is a guy who watched people being eaten by dogs because he thought they were subverting him. This is a guy who shot an RPG at his uncle because he thought the uncle was trying to overthrow him. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. And the only thing that Trump said that was controversial was that we have a good relationship. Yeah, you shouldn't be having a good relationship with North Korea. And if we had a war with North Korea, hopefully he'd be smart enough to blow the living crap out of that, make it into a freaking pothole in the middle of Asia, and move on. Don't try and rebuild it like we did with Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, my God, Afghanistan. What were we rebuilding? We were building sand dunes? Come on, dude. Friggin' George Bush, he really screwed that whole thing up. I don't care if he's dead. I will celebrate he's dead. I will have a beer if he's dead. I think this is a terrible human being with a crappy haircut. And I, I really don't care. I don't know what the controversy is. Our last story for the night, of course, has got to involve the less brain leader. But we have to precede this. Oil is another commodity that is taking a beating in the last couple of months. Oil crashed to a record low 37 minus $37.63 per barrel. That's right. If I have a barrel of oil, I will have to sell it and I want to sell it to you. I would have to pay you $37.63 for you to take it off my hands. Now, let's let's get into the economics about this. There are several reasons this is happening. Contracts in western Texas are ending and the final shipments of oil are being sent to the refineries. The refineries do not have enough storage for all the refined oil, so the contracts will expire and they'll just let the contracts expire, which means the drillers are not going to have any place to sell their oil. And the refineries are not going to have any place to put the oil, so they're going to stop refining. What do you think is going to happen? Drillers and refinery workers are going to be out of jobs. And anybody who deals with the oil industry in western Texas can be out of jobs. Remember that. Uh, there's an oil war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has decided that uh, Russia, who's been undercutting them, and this is OPEC, which is a terrible organization. Anyway, Saudi Arabia has decided, okay, screw it. We're just going to overproduce and we're going to undercut Russia. And the idea here is, I, you'd think Russia would figure this out. <laughs> we they got their their butts kicked during Reagan times when, okay, you want to raise the military? No problem. Reagan said, I'm going to raise the military. Keep up with us. 
and Russia couldn't. Russia has the economy of Italy, for Christ's sake. They do not have a great economy. So Saudi Arabia says, you know, F you. We're going to do this. I'm gonna, we're going to lower oil production. And uh, you guys got a problem with it? Good luck. See how that works. So this war is still going on. And Saudi Arabia is depending on uh, an OPEC. Okay. Um, so they're betting that Russia's economy is so weak, they cannot afford oil to go below zero. <laughs> Finally, there's no demand for oil anywhere. Gas prices in the United States, in certain states, of course, not California where I live, because we're idiots in California and we got to put all sorts of weird bleach stuff in our, in our gas. Gas prices in some states have fallen below a dollar. Kentucky has dropped to 99 cents a gallon. Because nobody wants gas. There, there's no traveling. There's nothing. Nobody wants gas. Now, again, there's good news and there's bad news about this. Is that, yeah, um, the good news first is that our gas is probably going to go down to a dollar. Gas prices in California have dropped literally 80 cents. Um, in certain areas, Kentucky, Alabama, they've gone really close to a dollar a gallon. That's great. Of course, no one's going anywhere, so there's not really, no one's really taking advantage of the low gas prices. Um, the bad news is people are losing their jobs. Um, they will lose their jobs from the drilling companies. The drilling companies, they can't sell their oil anymore. Uh, refineries would, they would have to pay refineries to actually buy their oil, to actually have their oil. So Texas is going to get a real hit here. And refineries are also going to be laying people off because they're not refining oil anymore. And they're not refining the oil anymore because they just have too much. They don't have the storage facilities for it. That's why when the contract ended, when the refineries contracts ended this month, you're going to see just, no, we're not renewing contracts. We'll wait till after this whole coronavirus crap goes away. This is bad. So enter the mental giant Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She released the following tweet right after the oil crash. Quote, you absolutely love to see it. This, along with record low interest rates, means it's time, it's the right time for worker-led mass investment in green infrastructure to save our planet. And for some reason, it's uh, asterisk, cough, asterisk. I don't know what that means. Fine. So AOC likes the crash of fossil fuels because she wants a Green New Deal, which is basically socialism. She's a gaslighter. Um, to implement more expensive sources of energy, 
I don't know, windmills or whatever she thinks that nobody still wants. In other words, the reason that oil has crashed is because no one's driving. No one is doing anything. Electricity, everything has changed. But she wants to implement things that will replace oil. And no one wants oil. So what makes her think she's going to replace anything? Um, well, needless to say, this was pointed out to her. This gal got an economics degree from frickin' Boston University? Oh, my Lord. She's a dumbass. How in the hell did she get any degree? And what exactly are they teaching people at Boston University? It's terrible. She claims um, she is for the working person. That's the other thing. Well, really? The drilling companies are going to lay off? The refineries are going to lay off. The people that transport the oil are going to be laid off. Tens of thousands are going to uh, be out of work thanks to this oil glut. So much for giving a damn about the worker. Here's a shocker. She deleted the tweet. But then she said something just, just as stupid. Listen to this. When we talk about the solutions that Congress needs to have moving forward, I just think it's important for us to say that incrementalism is not helpful in this moment. It's not helpful for people to say, oh, well, we got something, so we might as well support it. You know, we got a nickel, we got a dime in a trillion dollar bill, so a nickel is more than nothing, so we should support it is unacceptable. Not in my community, a nickel doesn't help. It's like putting a Band-Aid on, a, on an enormous wound. It's not going to help us. And the thing is, is that I would be amenable to accepting this kind of logic if Congress actually was in session and convening. But if you're going to say, and if we're going to say that this new bill is going to give us $5 and then Congress is going to peace out for another month-long recess... I'm here to say that that's not going to help our communities. And we have to make sure that we demand meaningful change and meaningful assistance for working families. That means 2000 a month plus 1000 for your kids recurring. She's so stupid. Um, here's the reality. First off, I don't know what incrementalism means. I, 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 I'm sorry. Maybe it's like um, that sports does this all the time. Athletic, not athleticism, but uh, I don't know. I haven't seen sports in so long. I can't remember. But what is incrementalism? And by the way, most people, especially under the poverty line, are earning more being unemployed than they were before. $2,000 a month? We're, plus a thousand dollars for each kid. Is she on crack? Hey, here's a newsflash, and this is the thing with AOC. I'm going to say this right now. Um, that's her thing. She doesn't care about people's lives. 
She doesn't care about the workers. She wants everyone unemployed so they will depend on the government. And then she touts the government that they're going to support. They're going to be there for them. I mean, my God, these people, our founding fathers must be rolling in their freaking graves seeing this. That, no, uh, uh, you guys need to deal with crap on your own. That's what our founding fathers did. Freedom. Here's the thing. She wants to expand. She wants people to depend on the government. She wants to expand the because she wants to expand the government power. Because she's part of the government. And her power will be expanded. And her power is pretty heavy. Anyone who thinks that AOC doesn't have any power, you guys are stupid. Come on. This broad. I mean, this whole load of crap about her caring about the environment is pure gaslighting. She doesn't care about the environment. She only cares about power. And the only way she's going, because she's stupid, the only way she's going to get power is by people of this country being dependent on the government and listening to her stupid garbage. In other words, implement socialism. That is the only way she's going to have power. She is a terrible human being. Andrew Clavin said it best. She's pretty. She's stupid. And she's vicious. And that makes for a bad politician. I do want to accentuate that she's stupid. I mean, she's just completely stupid. Well, speaking of stupid, so we got a couple of things that I have not talked about. And I can't talk about it because I, I need some more time. One is Nancy Pelosi. She's an idiot. This is going to be on my YouTube channel. I'm actually going to post it on YouTube. And Joe Biden, apparently there's some evidence that he's sexually assaulted his aid. I, oh, shoot. This could be really ugly for Joe Biden. And he's going to have to explain himself, even though CNN, MSNBC, um, ABC, NBC, CBS, everyone is trying to hide it. They ain't going to be able to hide this that long. So you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N. F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Pod, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I'll have links. I'll have full videos. I will have everything there that your little heart could desire. So, let's find what exactly am I going to play today? I'm not going to end it with this Mickey Mouse music. I think we should play good music. How about a little Zeppelin? Oh, yeah. Let's listen to some Led Zeppelin. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Have a good night. <laughs>